This is the Concealed Carry Podcast, Season 8, Episode 8. Welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network, brought to you by Mountain Man Medical. I am Jacob Paulson. I will be your host today because we gave Riley the boot just temporarily. He'll be back. And I am joined by my friend Mickey Shook. Say hi, Mickey. Hey, Gabriel. Uh, 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 hi. <laughs> <laughs> that worked well. <laughs> we're having a great time. Uh, Mickey's out here in town, so we're actually recording this one in person, face-to-face, which is unusual for us. And I think that's going to make it kind of a fun dynamic. I like it. We're going to have an interesting chat today because I think we're going to open your eyes, perhaps, to some different ways to think about the training you uh, acquire the training you're looking for, the training you need, and kind of how you balance uh, some of the different objectives you have, kind of your mission and your objective, but also uh, with the opportunities that are out there in the marketplace in today's environment, in our in our community, in our industry, as far as what's out there and what's for sale. And it's going to be a great conversation. And uh, just a reminder, Mickey, this is this is G-rated. Of course, that's oh, how, that's how I work. That's how I do things. Yeah, PG. You can go PG, but let's let's stick it to PG. So we're here in Colorado. Mickey, you were out here for teaching a class, and so I appreciate you sticking out for a little bit longer before you head home so we could, we could do this conversation. Last year, I was very blessed to be able to attend uh, your S12 event uh, twice. I was there in May, and I was there again in October. Uh, for people who are listening who have no idea what S12 is, give the 30 to 60 second you know, description pitch, whatever. Ooh, that's always a good one. Like, I, you know, you, people ask you those kinds of questions and they're like, tell you about something you've spent years building and it, and it takes- <laughs> and sum it up in 30 yeah, seconds, yeah, right? please. It, it would, I would call it an immersive training experience that is uh, crafted around the concept of giving people the biggest bang for their buck uh, with time and money to pass on skills pertaining to defensive, offensive gunfighting skills. Uh, some open-handed combative skills, some emergency medical skills pertaining to uh, traumatic bleeding and the like, things that we, we see with active shooter events or like a major uh, car crash or a, a calamity like a, a hurricane or a tornado where you've got people that are that are messed up from, uh, you know, blunt trauma, bleeding and the like. And then we stay on a private 450-acre retreat location outside of Nashville, out in the beautiful countryside. There's a river through the property, wild turkeys, and all kinds of game, and uh, which just us out on this property. You've been there, so you know it. We bring a private chef in, so every meal's eaten there. And we use the word immersive. The thought is you don't have to leave for the the time that you're there to go chase meals and go to a hotel, you finish, uh, you wash up, we eat together. And in that immersive uh, mindset, now during meals, you're visiting with like-minded people. You maybe are visiting with a sponsor of the event like you. Uh, maybe you're visiting with one of the instructors, getting some insights that you didn't have time to talk about or just making friends with cool people. So uh, we're in our seventh year, I believe, of that event, and it's grown. Uh, guys like Don Deo, Joel Gupton, who's no longer with us, Z Durham, Paul Sharp, uh, and others could not have done it without those dudes either. Yeah. Yeah, it, I love the word immersive. I think that that's a key word I would have picked out because it's, it's a four-day event. Yeah. Uh, and it's 
they're, they're full days of training. It's, it's yeah, probably it's like forty hours or something, right? It's at least forty. We start at we we actually ask that you arrive on Wednesday evening. And then we kind of give everybody the lowdown of what's happening with the event, what what, what your uh, go- roles and responsibilities are, safety, things like that. And then Thursday morning, we begin at the crack of dawn, and then we roll through till Sunday night, and we finish with a nice dinner, and everybody's you know kind of relaxed and decompresses because there's no more training. And then most people roll out on Monday. So it's really Wednesday till a Monday. Yeah. So it's that that's... It's <laughs> immersive is right. I mean, it's just a long, full days where you're doing so many things. I, I mean, even during some of the meals, there's lecture kind of things going on. There's additional learning happening. Um, it, it, yeah, you show up and you're gonna, you just don't leave. Like you said, you're not getting in your car, you're not going back to hotels, you're not doing any of that. Now, I'm gonna, we're gonna talk more about S12, but I'm gonna put it on pause for a second and come back. Uh, people who are listening to this podcast are probably maybe even tired of hearing us talk about the Guardian Conference, which is an event we put on. Last year was the second one. And uh, Mickey, you were at the Guardian Conference this mm-hmm. last year. So the Guardian Conference is like different in almost every way in terms of the objective of what we're doing, right? Like if someone said, Jacob, what's the Guardian Conference about? I'd say, well, it's not meant to be a deep dive. It's not meant to be immersive. It's meant to be like a sample buffet where you're showing up and you're getting to uh, sample, test, experiment, uh, enjoy the curriculum of a lot of different high-level instructors over the course of a weekend. Uh, that's a three-day event, and you're getting. To, you're certainly going to learn things. In fact, you might even learn conflicting things. You might mm-hmm. learn one thing, in, you know, from one instructor in a class. Then the next day in the afternoon, an uh, instructor teaches you to do it differently, mm-hmm. right? So, so it's an entirely different kind of objective. Um, I'm going to share my thoughts on S12, which I had an absolute fantastic time both times I went. But share quickly your thoughts on the Guardian Conference and and like how is it for you? How is it different? Like what what objective is it uh, achieving for the consumer? I think those are great and valid points. The similar concept, it is immersive. A person is investing a, a good chunk of time and resources to travel out to the range uh, out there in – what town is that? Uh, it's outside Oklahoma City. Okay. Yeah. A- Edmond, Edmond. Edmond yep, or Arcadia, Edmond. something like that. Yeah. Beautiful area, yeah. uh, rolling hills, gorgeous facility. But the person that's coming out there is – really looking to get a lot of information, a lot of bang for their buck. And it's so in that it's different, but it also is the same type of individual. I want to, I'm going to take these days, set them aside, and I'm just going to cram info into my head. And that person could come out there and just be hyper-focused on, okay, I'm just interested in handgun skills. I don't care about the medical training or the OC spray stuff, or I don't even care about camaraderie. I just really want to learn how to shoot this pistol. Or it could be the difference. It could be the person is interested in, I don't know anything about anything, so I'm going to go see Chuck Haggard. I'm going to go see Brian Eastridge. I'm going to go see you know these different individuals and get that sampling. Um, and, and so I think it really comes down to the individual's goal, but because you bring all those people together um, and it's all on one site, it's beautiful. I know you've got kind of an interesting way that you allow them to, they choose. These are like my top choices of the mm. events I want to go to. So there's, um, yeah, there's, you know, there's some of it, maybe they get put into a course 
that wasn't their top pick. And I talked to people at meal times, and they're like, yeah, I wasn't even going to come to the class of this person or that. And I didn't even know what it was. It was friggin' awesome. I'm glad I did. It was totally cool. So that's kind of neat, too, the way that goes. Like at my event, this is what we're training, whether you like it or not. And and not, not that maybe that putting it that way is incorrect, but here's the curriculum. Whereas coming out to Guardian, you kind of don't know in some ways if you're going to be doing you can you pick and choose, but you might also find yourself in a training doing some combative stuff or a lecture that you didn't bargain on, and then it's all good stuff. Yeah, but yeah. you're exposed to something that maybe you had you didn't even realize you needed. Yeah, that that definitely happens. Uh, I mean, with the this is an interesting distinction between the two events, right? Because to your point, S12. I mean, I knew what the curriculum was going to be. It was published when I signed up. Is the only here's what we're going to do, at least to some rough idea, mm-hmm. right? And that's how most uh, training classes are that you would take. Uh, but yeah, Guardian Conference. You know, we're we're going to offer twenty five, thirty different classes, uh, and and the way we do it. If you're listening to this and you've never been, this is how we do it. We just send you a list of all the courses. We we say rank these. Uh, in, in order from the most desirable for you to least desirable for you. Mm-hmm. And then we, when we build the schedules, we just try and give people as many of their top choices as, they, as we can. So probably, you know, if you're going to give us a top 10, probably all the classes you take are going to be in your top 10. Uh, probably you're going to get four of the top six that you put down. Uh, but yeah, you, you might not get your number one pick or you might not get your number two or your number three or whatever the thing is, but you're going to have an amazing experience. And I think, it, it's here's here's an interesting thing. I I went to S twelve in uh, May of last year, and I think that some some there's there's just kind of this sense of well, once I've done it, I've done it, right? But I came back in October and I did the exact same thing again with you, hmm. and did I get more out of it? Yeah, I got completely different things out of it, right? Yeah. And because that's how we build skill. When you build knowledge and skill, uh, and, and any of those things, you establish some sort of new foundation, your new baseline. And so, as you learn, you can learn at a higher level, and so you learn different things. Mm. And the Guardian Conference is obviously different in the sense that you could come to that every year and just take different classes every time. You you know you you could train with different instructors, and you know some of the instructors come back; they're the same each time. Other instructors are different each year, uh, and, and they're, you know that's always changing. So there's also this sense of uh, progression and saying, you know, is there some point of diminishing returns and going to events like this? Like, how do you think about that? Like, you have, I, I know that the times I was at S12, there were lots of other people who had been there before. Hmm. Yesterday at our class, I got a question. If Riley was here, it would be a good ad, but I think I know what he'd say. And the question was, okay, I'm done with this. Now what's next? And I'm like, go practice the stuff we just worked on, right? Go practice that. He's like, well, then what? I'm like, well, you could practice what we just worked on forever. And my nephew who's sitting next to me always likes when I bring up these things because I don't do sports, but I bring up sports analogies. Like Michael Jordan didn't practice some special way to shoot the ball different than like everybody else. He just practiced the right way until he was really good at it. And I think we're often looking for like, some magical thing like okay i just gotta go to this guy or that guy and there's this weird thing in this space where people and i've done it i have a i'm i'm showing my hands like three inches apart i have a stack of paper of classes i've gone to over the years and it's all knowledge and people i heard some guys talking this weekend and they said even if you go to a class this was at dinner and it's like a waste the instructor teaches you nothing uh it's still good there's value because you learn what not to do and i said hey can i add something uh my time's valuable and my money's not coming to me for free i don't want to go waste a weekend of my life 
to find out what not to do. That's dumb. I mean, that's dumb, right? Like that's and that so like a waste. yeah. So I think like Riley, why I brought him up. So Riley's a, a grandmaster level shooter. People that listen to your show know that he's a great shooter, you know, top guy in the country when it comes to running a pistol at a competitive level, like in USPSA or IPSC. And the guys that do that, and I've got a handful of friends that are world champions, they just do the basic stuff over and over and over and over. They dry fire so much, they break guns. They dry fire so much, they wear holsters out. They dry fire so much that the magazine well gets chewed up like a dog bit it. They're not doing any special ninja-y stuff, and that is... Every special operations guy, every ER nurse, every doctor, every pilot uh, that is successful in uh, instances where life and death is on the line, they have really good skills that uh, they've honed to a point that they, they're not going to fail. I think it's Chuck, Chuck Pressburg, uh, his company, um, he teaches a class called No Fail. It's like No Fail Pistol, No Fail, and like it's like... The first time I saw that, I'm like, what's that mean? And then you start thinking about it. He's going to train to a point that I'm not going to screw this thing up. You know, I think mm -hmm. there's so, – yeah. so summation, it, guys saying, like, I went to that class, I'm done. I'm not saying come back to my course or your course over and over again, nor is it skills validation, but it's you continue to peel back junk. Like, I'll, I'll end with this. S speed doesn't come through just raw – movement it comes through efficiency and uh, the refinement of movement and it comes through compounding movements like i move fast i remove waste which becomes efficient and then i compound movements it requires a lot of exposure to a thing to to even understand it yeah i, I think there's that uh, maybe this is an incorrect you can you know i'll love to hear your thoughts on this but I look at it like there's uh, there's some like minimum. I, I, it's it's an arbitrary thing. I'm not trying to you know put some specific standard out there, but but there there you know, we see a lot of people who come to these courses or at S12 or Guardian Commerce, whatever it is, and they they have yet to achieve some minimum level of of standardized skill. Mm. They're they're just new. Yeah, they're, they're new at this. Whether they're new at the defensive handgun thing or you know whatever thing, they're just they're kind of new. So to them. You know, any quality instruction is going to be huge. They're going to have to. They're going to have to get a certain amount of that to, and and back that up with practice and repetition to get to some some standard where there's a degree of, of comfort and efficiency and you know whatever thing. Um, at that point, though, it, it it gets harder to get gains, right? When you have it's it's a it's a diminishing return concept, right? Right. right? The more skill you build, the more repetition you have, the more difficult it is to gain skill. And so you're going to have huge uh, gains in the beginning because you're you're new at this. Like every little thing you learn is going to be significant. And so at, at some point it gets more difficult. And I think for me, one of the values of uh, getting, you know, going to new classes, more instructors, more things like that is just having, sometimes I just need the same concept explained to me differently. Yeah. Right. Oh, I've, no, I've heard that before, but no one's ever said it the way you said it. Right. And somehow the way you said it, it, it connected. It jived for me. I get it now. Like I finally understand. Um, <clears throat> I, I, an example I can think of, uh, a mutual acquaintance of ours, uh, Jeff Gonzalez. I was chatting with him once just over a meal. We weren't on the range or anything. And he said something about, um, uh, yeah, this is what he said. He said, there's mechanical skill and there's technical knowledge. He's like, you can have the technical knowledge but not have the mechanical skill. And the way he said that, like just the words – like 
I, I, it allowed me to connect dots in my brain I never connected before. And this is why, like you mentioned, you know, you got a stack of, of people, you've, you know, papers or classes you've taken. But, you know, when, I, when I'm on the range with you, you quote other people all the time because you've identified some of the most efficient ways to explain concepts. Sure. So you'll say, oh, yeah, so-and-so is famous for saying such and such thing this way, and this is what, why they say it that way, and this is why we... You know why I'm quoting it because this helps you understand this concept. Makes such a good point, right? So yeah. I think I think there's something about just more exposure means I'm learning things at a deeper level because they're being explained to me in different ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have students that. on the range who learn differently. We were actually explaining some uh, concepts for rifle marksmanship yesterday on on our class, and we're talking about trajectory, and it gets all kinds of math, right? You're talking trigonometry and algebra and all kinds of stuff. And so I, and I'm not a mathematician, but to your point, I have found if you do just the math explanation, three people understand everybody else is looking like, good, <laughs> good God, I hope there's not a test. And then we do some like physical demonstrations where I get strings out and we're like doing like visual things aids that's like and then i draw stuff on paper and then we like discuss it a little bit more and you'd like have like three or four models to choose from and it's funny like uh, who was it was it jose yesterday all of a sudden like he was the one guy that was eyes were like bugging out and all of a sudden he like he lights up and he's like ah like eureka (laughs) and i'm like all right that one that thing like that was your thing so i i agree and that's the cool thing about showing up at guardian is even if you're t- you're not even on the range, you're just BSing at lunchtime or in the parking lot, and you go, "Hey, uh, Riley, uh, Mick said this. What do you think?" And he, I, you know, that's cool, but l- perhaps look at it this way. And like right there, you got twenty guys that uh, all have some level of knowledge that all interlaces, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't know the same stuff that that any one of those guys knows and they don't know the same stuff I know perhaps, but we all have interlacing mm-hmm. um, knowledge and experiences. So you just like bounce stuff back and forth. Like if somebody said to me, I uh, had a question there about a revolver, for example, I know a lot about revolvers, but I would say, Hey, let's go talk to Brian Eastridge. Right. Chuck or, Haggard. Yeah, yeah. Or Chuck. Sure. Yeah. One Wayne, of those guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just even that right there, like um, the access to, what 200 years or something of experience but uh, and there's lots of instructors at your event as well at s12 we'll we'll talk about that but i I think there's something to be said also about you get out of it what you put into it this is true of anything right Mm -hmm. but uh, you know at guardian conference you and i were there in the fall and i don't know call it 100 or so attendees and and there's some that are on that right they they are getting every penny of roi they can squeeze out of it they're talking to the difference they walk into lunch they grab their lunch and they're looking around like oh Oh, there's there's Mickey. I want to talk to him more about that thing. He was, you know, they go sit down and they're they're, they're talking to you, they're asking you questions, right? They're really good. Then you have people who they're just not taking advantage of those opportunities. They're, you know, they're dotting the the eyes and crossing the t's and taking the class and then going home. Um, and we see the same thing at, at S12 and things like that. You have some guys who are just really trying to squeeze all the value out of it they can. Like, what are I mean? Maybe I'm devolving a little bit from our conversation, but do you have a couple of tips? Like, what are things you see people do and you're like. Okay, that 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 guy, he's he's gonna get his money worth out of this class. Dude, I just wrote a post that's on Instagram this morning. Oh, oh, and how aptly timed. I'm gonna open it because I don't remember verbatim what I wrote, but um, I was talking about this very topic, and I wrote. Uh, let me just turn my volume down so we don't bleed into the 
feed here. I wrote five tips for adult growth in training classes or uh, like training or class settings. So it could be a jujitsu class. It could be a pottery class. Sure. It could be going to college or, or coming to stuff we're talking about. I wrote, uh, shut up and listen. You need to be, your need to be heard is telling everyone that you're in need of acceptance. Let go and pay attention. It's not fair to others who are there to learn. Number two, have your training materials, gear, clothing, food, etc., etc., ready and in order. Failures happen. This is true, but know that it's up to you to be studious with preparing your stuff. If you don't know, ask. So, like, that's cool. Like, we had a guy yesterday. His gun had a failure. He did not know the part that broke. He had never no experience in it, so we don't know what we don't know. So there was no way he could have asked that. Like, I have no idea how to maintain an airplane. I don't own one. So it's like, you know, there's certain things you don't, you just don't know. Be on time. Unless you're teaching, shut the F up. See item one again. I repeat this twice for a reason. And then number five, let go of worrying about what others think. Chances are the others are just as concerned as you are. Put everything out of your mind and be focused on personal growth and development. And then I got one more point. Bonus tip, utilize self-talk. That voice in your head is the driver of what's happening in your life. Speak words that encourage you, build you up, and instill confidence and courage. Example, it's like me to be calm and I'm in control and capable. So to your point, you see people that are on time, that have their gear in order, Maybe and they don't even. Maybe they're new and they don't know. But they've called and said, "Hey, uh, Riley, is there anything that I need to know about, like holsters or whatever?" Mm-hmm. And then you have people that show up. Like we had a guy this weekend that, like, most of his gear was in disarray, and he had months that he could have asked some questions. And so that takes time away from everybody else because, and, and sometimes you have to completely stop and just say, "Hey, man, I can't take everybody's time to." service you because you didn't care enough to deal with this stuff so you see those things in people and on the flip side you see the people that are they can't shut up which i get it you want to talk you want to be you want to have fun and i'm a chatty guy too but like when it's time to train it's time to train shut up get your notebook out you know so yeah and and, you know the topics that we're talking about guardian conference my event other such events this is stuff the whole point of it is so that we don't die so our kid doesn't get doesn't die of choking or 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 uh you know somebody trying to accost us or or rob us that we have a good outcome in that situation we're not talking about uh cross-stitching yeah building model rockets or yeah yeah this it's a different different kind of uh environment yeah, you told, gotta be serious about serious things yeah i told kanan on the way home from the range yesterday i was in a class with uh one of my mentors super dave harrington once and he you know this guy trained green berets for a living he was one and so he's around the tip of the spear hyper intelligent uh super fit guys that they don't get there unless they prove that they are like hy- hyper uh uh good at what they do and so he's with a bunch of normal Joes who were all great guys, but there was a lot of like sidebar conversations going on, people not paying attention, people not, not you know, keeping, keeping up. And he just stopped and he lost it. I mean, he wasn't like screaming out the top of his lungs, but he's like, what are we doing here? What the heck are we doing here? Why are you here? And then he made like a joke, but he's like, I kill men like you in fights. Like you are not the people that win if you can't focus on this stuff. And 
he wasn't saying it like maliciously or, 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 you know, trying to put anybody down, but like, how do you plan to take this information and apply it in life? If you can't even sit through what we're doing here, I often think of you're a a Christian man. I often think of Christ talking to the disciples. Like, can't you just stay (laughs) with me and pray a little while? You guys are just, you know, like (laughs) I'm going to be dead in a couple hours here. And you dudes are just like, you know, on the clock. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right, it's the no, same kind of same kind of deal. Well, we got yeah, we got to be serious about serious things. We have to. I think it, it comes down to you know, and you 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 were. This is the 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 bush you were circling around, and that's the idea that we. It's about remembering the purpose. Yeah. You know, what what's the purpose of being? Why what's the point? Like, why are we doing this? And I accept that in our industry, we have students who come through because this is their hobby. Um, and it's how they spend their money. It's like their entertainment uh, mm-hmm. budget, you know, and this is they do it for fun. And that's perfectly fine. I have no problem with that. Uh, for some of them, it's their sport, you know, it's competition. But you know, we got to circle it all back and say at least at least to some degree for everyone and probably to a significant degree for the majority of our students and my conference attendees, um, they, they're there because they it, it's, it's a life and death thing for them. They're there because they care about defending themselves or their loved ones in a potential uh, violent attack. And and if we can hold on to that purpose, that's what drives all the right activities. Mm-hmm. That's that's what makes everything happen well. I'm going to divert us a little bit again, um, and and take this kind of an interesting direction. <clears throat> I think what we the, the words we like to use at concealedcare.com. So podcast listeners are familiar with these are uh, learning, training, and practice. So, you know, roughly speaking, we kind of associate that with learning is, you know, listening to this, this show that people are listening to right now. It's reading the magazine or watching the YouTube channel. You have a great mm-hmm. channel, a lot of good information. Thanks. Um, you know, lear- or training is obviously what, you know, formal instruction from someone who knows more than you. Generally, it's high cost, low convenience, whereas learning is generally free to low cost and high convenience. And then you have practice, which is kind of in the middle. It's semi-convenient, semi-expensive, uh, but you, you can kind of do it at your own range. I'm thinking a little bit about the cycle that people go through. You and I are in the industry. We do this for a living. You're on the road a ton. We're, you know, the amount of ammo you're shooting on an annual basis is not the kind of thing that someone who's an accountant or a plumber could would probably do. Yeah. So where I'm going with this, I'm I'm curious for your thoughts. Like, what is a reasonable expectation? For the average person who cares, they're, you know, they, they have the purpose. They understand the, the desire and the motivation, why they're doing this. Uh, but they, you know, they can't go to every class. They can't you know, sign up for every event. They have limited budget, limited time uh, from, their, from their normal real life to do this gun thing. Look, what, what do you think is a reasonable uh, flow for learning and for training and for practice? How often uh, you know, should people... How, how do people balance the, those those things, and maybe what does that look like for somebody in terms of how often they're taking a class or going to an event like this? Mm-hmm. It's a good question. I think, of course, as we started, what's your goal, right? So, and what's realistic? When I was 25 years old, a case of ammunition in a hotel room for a weekend was not on the table. I had little kids, and it, that's not happening. Um, times are different. My kids are grown, so there's factors like that, right? Um, to be honest, the baseline level of skill to win with a firearm is not very hard to learn nor to maintain. Not everybody needs to be Riley or Les Pepperoni or J.J. Ricasa or one of those guys. Those guys do that because it it's fun to them, and there's a fire in their guts to 
to be the best in that sport, but you don't have to be to win. In fact, most of the guys I know that were, were or are um, seasoned gunfighters in reality shooting bad men as a, a SWAT cop or, or some kind of special operations guy are just pretty good shooters. I mean, they're good, but they're not like Riley or less. And there's some guys out there that do go from service into a really high level of sport. But I think we get wrapped around this idea that you have to be Muhammad Ali to be able to fight somebody in the street. And that's just not true. So, um, you know, kind of like you, if you sit down and look like a family budget or uh, the, your your future goals, you got to sit down and see what what's realistic. Do you know CPR and are you proficient in it right now? Would you do it? That's the question I ask people. Yeah, I got the card in my wallet. Could you do it right now? Like right now, if I fell on the floor, would you get up and do the proper sequence of events? Would you be able to do that? Would you, if your child was choking, do you know how to get clear an infant's airway? And and these are just examples. Like if you can't do that. I wouldn't waste $10 on ammunition. I would go practice CPR. You can go on Amazon and buy a dummy, a child and an adult dummy for $100, $200 and practice that once a quarter. So I'm starting to get to the answer that you're asking for. I think we need to learn a baseline level of skills. With a pistol, I should be able to draw my pistol on demand anytime, anyplace and hit something as big as a piece of printer paper 25 yards and in in two and a half seconds. I think that's a good baseline level of skill. That's not very hard. You could probably learn that in two weeks to be able to do that. And if you can maintain that, fold the piece of printer paper in half. So now it's half its size and work on that. Can I hit that on demand 25 yards and in in two and a half seconds. And people are like, oh, that's easy. I can do it in a second and a half. That's cool. Can you do it every time, all the time? Can you do it when you're tired? Can you do it when you're wet? Can you do it when the visibility's low? Can you do it when you're scared? Can you do it when you're hungry? Can you do it when somebody just knocked you in the face and your head's rattled? And that's why we train. We put these different things on us. So I think like we need some quantifiable metric. And this is why guys like Ken Hackathorn and Bill Wilson and, and Dave Harrington guys years ago, uh, Colonel Cooper came up with drills like the El Presidente or Ken Hackathorn's bill drill. I'm sorry, or Bill Wilson's Bill, Wilson. bill drill. You know, drills like this are just like a baseline or, or modern day uh, stuff like the uh, f- fast test from uh, Todd Lewis Green, you know, stuff like that. That um, is just a simple metric that we can measure. Uh, a 10 and 10 and in 10 drill, a B8 bullseye, 10 rounds, 10 seconds, 10 yards. Can you do that every time on demand? Oh, no, I miss one or two every time. Well, let's take the time component out and just work on accuracy so you can always hit it. So I think there's like this, we have to first identify what is an acceptable level of skill and then maintain a baseline of that. And everybody's different too. How much it requires for me to maintain that is going to be different than my my mother who's now in her 70s, right? Or somebody that's got a physical condition with their hands or whatever, right? So we got to figure out what the baseline of skill is that we want, arrive to it, and then know for ourselves what it looks like to maintain it. Are we physically fit? Can I bend over and tie my shoes? Can I walk? five miles if I have to. Can I, can I do things that are required 
to win in violence, which is at my S12 event, we push people quite a bit physically, but it's not a contest. So it's really an exposure of the individual's shortcomings or, or their weak, their strong points. Yeah, man, that guy's fit as heck. He's good to go. And then the awareness part. So all this stuff means nothing. You could be Riley or Les or one of these guys and somebody can walk up behind you and pop you in the back of the head with a pistol. Chris Kyle is a perfect example. My friend uh, Kevin Elders was murdered in December of this past year. He was a major in the United States uh, Ranger Regiment. He was an excellent gunfighter. He traveled around the world shooting guns and stopping bad men. He was a big, strong man, and somebody he trusted shot and killed him. So the the raw skill alone has got to be coupled to some wisdom and, and prudence in how we go about our life. So I think, and we, you talked about it a minute ago, there's guys that are hyper into the hobby or the sport, and you can look at that person and you could say, and I'm not being judgmental, but you can tell there's other things missing. They're so focused on this one thing and it's not like I know what's missing and I could tell them. You can just tell they're so focused. I see guys that are really good shooters. They can't shut up in class. They're the one interrupting everything. And it's like, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So like maybe that guy should work on some humility. Maybe that guy should work on on focus and uh, work on maybe expanding himself in other areas does that you know yeah Yeah, it's one thing to save life it's another thing to save a life worth living yeah or live a life worth saving yeah so i think you know i I appreciate that because i think we i I love you know it kind of comes back to something we were talking about earlier which sort of this idea of like obtaining some baseline benchmark of acceptable standards and skill you mentioned something very specific which i appreciated um i was wondering if you would do that you did you said you said you know 25 yards and in sheet of paper two and a half seconds uh, consistently and reliably. I, I'm going to uh, kind of divert us a little bit kind of back where I'm looking at our time. we got about another 15, 20 minutes. And I want to talk specifically about S12. You have an S12 event coming up in the fall. Yep, November. Uh, is it November? Yep. yep. Um, I'll probably be there again because so. yeah, I like it and stuff. Uh, plus, Nashville, that area is beautiful. It is. I mean, it's like a vacation. Do you with drive? Guys. Yeah, I drove last time. Okay. I flew the first time. Uh, but I drove this last time, and I'm glad I did. And uh, so I just want to kind of paint a picture for people. The reason it stuck out to me when I when I signed up for S12 initially, let me just kind of give some background for, for those listening. Uh, I had just come out of the hospital. I was there for three weeks. I was feeling, I mean, emotionally, I was feeling old, fat, and tired. I was just, I felt like I was out of shape. Mm. I hadn't exercised in years. And now I just spent weeks in the hospital where I, a good day was getting 100 steps in, you know, to the bathroom back a few times. And I just felt like junk physically. I just like, you know what? I got to take some action. I'm coming up on 40 years old. I want to be around for a long time for my grandkids. It's time to do something. Um, And, you know, I own a business in the gun industry. So I have a goal of getting 40 hours a year of firearm training in. And so I was looking at some different options and uh, I was, I don't, I don't remember how it came to be, but I was, I was watching a video from S12 and in the video, I see guys doing like morning calisthenics. You know, I don't know, they're doing jumping jacks or running. Oh, I can't remember what I saw in the video. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Like, this could be a two birds, one stone thing for me. Hmm. You know, like I could go burn some calories, feel a little bit better about myself and learn to shoot a gun better at the same time. Like, yeah, I've hung out with that Mickey guy. That sounds like a cool idea. Let's yeah. do that. 
Um, and so I contacted you and we made the arrangements and, and, uh, and I signed up for the event. And so that, that was, that's what I knew going into it. That was it. Uh, and, and then I, and I knew there was a lot of medical stuff cause that's in the videos. What an experience. Um, in fact, I remember talking to you, this, this sticks out in my mind. Like I just remember this really well. In fact, we were having, we were at a coffee shop. It was a month or two before the event. And I told you like, oh yeah, I got some plans for like a dry fire practice routine to get me ready so that I, you know, knock the dust off before I show up at your event at S12. And you're like, don't worry about it. I mean, do that if you want, Jacob, but you're going to have so much repetition in four days that you're, the dust is going to come off just fine. Like we're going to knock the dust off for you. And uh, I remember thinking, oh, I don't want to look bad. You know, like that's what was in my head. Like, I don't want to look like a fool. So I got out there uh, for four days. What an amazing training experience. Um, I think one of, the, one of the things that you maybe don't see when you're watching all the videos, and you put up a ton of great video content on your YouTube channel, uh, the Carry Trainer channel from S12, but something that people maybe don't understand when they're looking at that is you have so many, like the, the instructor team, the staff, yeah. like you assemble such an amazing cadre of individuals there that are supporting what's happening. Uh, and some of which maybe get a little bit of camera time, a little bit of front center. There's a bunch of dudes behind the scene as well yeah. that are making sure everyone's safe, everyone's learning, everyone's doing it great. Uh, I mean, some of the, the some of the biggest aha moments and things I learned at S12, I learned from Hudnet mm-hmm. or from Dan's he, amazing. Yeah, guys that and and you know he he's uh, from D Day Response. He's doing a lot of the TCCC medical stuff, but on the firing line. He showed me something that's, that's I, I can I can I still remember it like it sticks with me. Sure, um, uh, Ben from Boresight, you know. So so you just have this this collage of amazing humans there uh, that also are really really good at helping people shoot better and put tourniquets on better and you know all the drag bodies better and all the awesome stuff that we're doing there. And and I I just would encourage anybody if you're not familiar with S12, this could be. Uh, your next thing. This could be the thing that helps you achieve your objective. For me, it was huge. It was fantastic. It was fabulous. I had such a great experience that uh, we decided to sponsor that event moving forward. Mm -hmm. I went back in the fall. I took different people from my team each time. Both of them had a fantastic experience, learned a ton, rave about it to this day. Um, so it's awesome. Yeah. Before, before we do anything else, like where do people learn about S12? On our our website, carrytrainer.com. There's a link right on there. That'll take you right to it. Um, I think people should understand it's not supposed to be, we're not trying to mimic, uh, there's a bunch of special operations guys that do these like boot camp, ex- boot sure. camp kind of experiences. That's not it. Not, it's not intended to be anything like that. The physicality, um, one, we want to get people warmed up sure. uh, just because we're doing movement and we don't want people blowing a hamstring or a Achilles heel out or something. But then we bring guys like Rob Wilson and Brian McKenzie in who are, um, experts on physical fitness and things like breath work for overall health. And so we're giving you a tool uh, that we want you to not just use in training, but throughout your life. And for some people that are physically active all the time, they're like, okay, this is cool. This is part of my routine. For other people, we want to expose you to like maybe a different way to live that's going to help with longevity, mobility, um, survivability, as uh, Pat McNamara likes to say, uh, and and it, it's not, um, you know, it's not an event where we're trying to smoke you and wipe you out no, 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 no. At, yeah. at all. But we do want to expose you to the physicality of it, and that's it. I want you to be able to look back. It, it, you make in training, you make it way worse than reality, and in doing so, like I, I it's. You've seen it. You are in one of the videos where you are covered in 
fake blood. You've got tourniquets all over you. And it's, it's this like end of the world accident. Like, oh man, if this really <laughs> happened, this would be really bad. And problems just keep compounding and there's smoke and there's explosions and there's noise and there's people screaming, et cetera. And we're, you know, we're simulating like an active shooter type of event in this exercise. In reality, when uh, grandpa cuts himself with the chainsaw and you've got to apply a tourniquet, you're like, this is easy. I've done hundreds of repetitions where there was all kinds of crap going on around me and it was easy. Now it's just this one bleeding limb. I know how to do this. Or I've got to present a pistol into the world because there's this bad thing happening. And I'm not suggesting our event is is the end-all, be-all, but you push the person to the point where they overcome uh, the cacophony of noise and and get the reps done. Back to a sports analogy. It's just like the big shot and the big game with the stadium and all the noise and stuff. We want it to be like you've done that so many times that – now it's just you in the backyard shooting hoops with your dad, you know, in the garage driveway. And well, everything so, also connects. So yeah. it's not like we're going to isolate some of this, uh, you know, physical, you know, breath work stuff over here. And, you know, that's a tool to take home. And then we're going to do this other thing over here. No, like at all, like we're talking, like the things you're learning in the morning, you know, and, you know, whatever we call that, the fitness aspect, those are things like how to get up and get down with a gun. But yep. it's, it's about, oh, wait, hey, what, later when you have to, you know, shove a tourniquet on this left arm and then you have to draw with this hand, like how are you going to manage that physically? So it all connects. It all ties together. It's not isolated things. Uh, and, and, you know, we do some combatives work there, very basic combatives work at S12, um, very introductory stuff, but helpful tools that yep. you're going to leave with some helpful tools that are yep. useful for you uh, and, and lay some groundwork for you if you, if you continue to pursue that. Um, but those also connect. It all comes together full circle. Um, everything is weaved together. So they're not isolated uh, independent skills or, or exercises that you're doing there. Yeah, we talked about, uh, and I appreciate that you pointed that out. So talking about like movement being uh, efficient, I want training to be efficient. I don't want to, we're, if we're using our time here, I want that information to help us here and on the next thing and on the next thing and vice versa. And, and of course, there might be some isolated thing I've got to talk about or we've got to do that doesn't dovetail into something else. But uh, if I can breathe in a certain manner to regulate myself when I'm amped up or to amp myself up because I need to be amped up, I can do that in a board meeting. I can do that at a traffic stop. I can do that as uh, a loved one's arguing with me. I can do that, you know, going into a traffic uh, ticket violation at the at the courthouse you know what whatever and so we want this stuff to be uh something that's useful for all of life and as well as even the food we try to introduce people not everybody eats the healthiest and so we try to introduce you to uh good food you know we're, we've got our friends here from colorado craft beef that sponsor the event so we've got like you know wholesome uh quality uh foods that we're serving you i don't think anybody's ever hungry at that event no. we eat really good food and and because it's really good foods you and we're hungry because we're working our butts off you don't feel bad you know having an extra helping of this or that tons of vegetables tons of sa salad and you know fresh fruits and things like that um and and 
it's we're not saying here's how to live. We're saying here's a bunch of things that we think might be valuable to your life. And here's a bunch of people that are living this way. And you can kind of look at the fruit of what that's done in their life. And here's a bunch of like-minded people that have come together. Oh, and by the way, here's a bunch of people that have actually used these skills in violence or in a bad scenario. Let's hear what they have to say. You know, CCW Safe, uh, they support the event. We've got people that come out uh, like... Um, uh, Gary mm-hmm. or Rob, or Rob yeah. and have spoke at the event and are talking to people uh, about uh, the legal and ethical use of force. So we bring in some subject matter experts, just like we do at The Guardian, but um, we try not to waste time. I'm not creating a vacation experience. We're not creating a uh, entertainment experience, and uh, they're the student leaves with a nationally recognized TCCC certificate. So if you need continuing education credits, if you're a medical professional, law enforcement, you're a firefighter, paramedic, you're a dentist, you're a pharmacist, whatever, you need CE credits. You know, it's a, it's a, a something that is um, uh, available to the student if they need it. So it's a, it's, it's a legitimate program. There's great people there. You mentioned Ben Simonson from Boresight Solutions. Uh, we talked about CCW Safe. Uh, guys like Dan Hudnett. You've got all these guys. Like People don't know Ben Simonson was an Air Force Special Operations guy. They just think Ben builds guns. And it's like, no, Ben builds guns because he was a special operations uh, airman in the Air Force. And so yeah, like you get yeah. access to – and Ben's hard to – to spend time with he's in his office or he's off pig hunting or he's with his lady friend fishing or on the beach he's not the kind of guy that just is accessible so if you know if you're intrigued by ben simonson's stuff you can just spend four days jaw jacking with him at dinner or sitting by a yeah. campfire yeah. and he's there to talk to and you can borrow and shoot his guns for four days too if you want yeah he brings 30 guns out your holsters are out there we're talking about possibly having like a holster uh um kiosk kind sure, of a thing sure. where, where somebody can say my holster's junk and they can literally watch their holster be made just like we did today making making a holster for a, a friend of mine um which you know stuff like that is you can't really do that at a lot of places so um it's not for everybody it's for people that want to be better um it's it's not for somebody that's not interested in an in an immersive experience just like uh, the Guardian, you have to want to show up, and because we're pushing people at both of these conferences, physically and mentally, and we're doing things that are inherently risky. Like we want people to come to these things that are wanting to be there wholeheartedly, so that we keep both of these events accident free, which they both are. It's important. Yeah, it's critical. Yeah, and I think I think that there's value in in both these approaches. I shouldn't say there's value in both. What I'm trying to say is, you know, we've been we've been comparing and contrasting kind of S12 and the Guardian Conference. They're talking about the things that are the same and things that are different. And I think that how I feel about it is that a person needs both of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. A person benefits from that deep immersive experience where they're going to have you know, get new information each day for four days, and it's going to build on the thing they learned yesterday or ten minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and S twelve does that. It's going to it's going to it's going to 
put you on a journey over four days where you arrive somewhere at a pre preconceived destination based on years and years of, of planning and execution of that event. And Guardian Conference is completely uh, different in many ways in terms of the objective. You're going to train for, with a lot of different people. You're going to get a sense for uh, how they present their material. I had someone come up to me at uh, this last Guardian Conference and they said, man, I am so glad you put me in so-and-so's class. And I said, oh yeah, you learned a lot. Like, no, I hated it. And I was like, oh, well, then why are you so glad, so glad I put you? That was probably my class. <laughs> it wasn't yours. <laughs> I was like, why are you so glad that, that I put you there? He's like, well, because now I know not to take a class from that guy. He's like, I was thinking about t- signing up for his three-day whatever, and now I know that I don't jive with that instructor. So I'm super glad I only wasted four hours and that is with that huge. instructor. That is huge. I mean, I have, I have gotten my truck and drove 14 hours to a class before, paid six or $800, stayed in a hotel, and wanted to leave, but I stuck it out because you're there. Yeah, yeah you're there. I'm just going to do it, and it's and then you got to fight through having a good attitude. And it's not because, um, you know, maybe like if it was something was dangerous, oh, I sure, would sure. leave. Sure, sure. But this was just like, man, this guy's just going through the motions. He's not really, and, and I don't want to say who. Maybe it was it's just either. not. It's just not for you. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. You're just, that's not the place you're at right now. That's yeah. not the class for you. Yeah, that's an absolute re- reality. There's there's things that are custom made for certain people, uh, and, and the only my only regret is I told him like, well, I wish you'd come to me an hour into that class, and I would have put you in something else. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, we could you. we can shift you over to a different a different bay. But, that bring, I mean, let me jump in yeah. really quick. That brings up a beautiful point about the guardian conference like so if somebody asked me like what's the ideal student to go there i would say there isn't one but somebody that says i don't know what i don't know yes, and i need perfect. to know some things i i bought a gun i don't know how to shoot it or i've got some training but i just don't know like you can go and learn how to muck right managing unknown contacts with chuck haggard you can learn oc spray so pepper spray stuff so like right there that's like a huge thing you can go learn emergency medical stuff with your guys like uh right there that's like just that alone is a worth a weekend i can go hear somebody speak about uh the lawful ethical use of force and all the legal stuff that ccw safe uh encompasses like that right there is a pretty huge thing and in like moving from event to event like that you know the handgun stuff all the guys you've got there that that do gun stuff all have individual uh concepts and ideas and stuff and the the uh the combative stuff you start linking these things together and somebody says oh geez like uh so i go to the chuck haggard thing and i didn't even realize like the way i'm putting this stuff on my belt is stupid or um i'm watching all these people and i don't know what i don't know my holster is a piece of junk this thing i bought off of amazon is gonna like you know get me killed in the streets mm-hmm. i hate that thing mm-hmm. but it's a was worth value and valuable saying there but it, it's it is like literally a place for a person to go. It's like if I don't know anything about, um, I don't know, music, and I go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I'm going to learn all about music. Or if I don't know anything about, uh, you know, cartoons, and I go to Disney, like in a day, you are going to learn all kinds yeah. of things pertain to self defense, and you're going to be around a bunch of people that are going to tell you raw that thing's dumb. For example, uh, 
Brian's Belts, EDC Belt Company, which you guys sell. Uh, this whole thing is just a sales pitch for all of our friends, by the way. <laughs> but <laughs> we're, like, we're doing you know, pretty good. But yeah. you could be there and like, these guys got some floppy Walmart belt. Oh, we'll walk down there by the tent and go spend 50 bucks and buy the same belt that half the instructors here are wearing. And you'll see why they all have that belt, which is actually like, you know, made right here in the great state of Oklahoma. So like you get this whole industry is full of so much junk and it's not because people are malicious even it's that they just don't know know. all the little widgets and gadgets and things people make and nobody needs them so it's a place where you can go and all of a sudden like get all these little dip switches flipped into the right position i guess is kind of what i'm thinking about yeah you're definitely gonna if you're gonna go from i don't know what i don't know to i definitely know what i don't know Mm -hmm. Uh, right my favorite thing to hear from attendees at the guardian conference is oh yeah after the guardian conference i signed up for a class with so-and-so mm-hmm because uh, what I'm hoping is they're coming, they're saying, oh my gosh, I took six or seven classes and you know, four of those were amazing. Two of them straight up changed my life. I want to go spend two days with that instructor. I want to go spend two days. And so there, at the very least, you're coming out of, with a little bit of an action plan of what mm-hmm. you're going to do next. You darn well should have a good idea of what you need to go practice. Uh, you probably have a good idea of, of whose classes you want to go take in the next year or two or three or whatever it is. Uh, and, and you've probably built some skills uh, along the way in four-hour blocks. You're not, you know, you're not mastering anything. Yeah. But you're going to get some repetition enough, uh, especially since there's some consistency. A lot of those are going to be live fire blocks, et cetera. Then you're going to build some, some skill. You're going to get enough repetition. You're going to do some things. I, so, think, yeah. I think you're – the biggest takeaway – the point I'm trying to make and dovetailing into what you just said, you're not going to go hear from one of the 20 guys or gals that's teaching there and get bad information. No. Might be something I say, eh, you know, I don't totally agree with that because of X, Y, Z, but it's not bad information. Like it's like, it's like going to um, a major league uh, an all-star game and talking to all the all-stars and I'm not putting me telling myself an all-star, but like on the level of these guys, they've all, they all know what they're talking about. And one of them may say, hold the bat different like this, or, you know, buy this brand of shoes, but it's all information from people that are professionals. And that's scary because there are people that are, I'm doing air quotes, professionals in this space that in private, 20 guys at that event will say, I would never hire that guy or I would never talk to that guy. And people don't know because they see that the person's wrote a book or they're famous on the internet or they've got a video series and they're teaching people junk. So it's a place I think somebody like if, if, uh, if my daughter, her and her girlfriend wanted to go do this, like there were some girls at the last event, one of their, they came, uh, because the one of them did her husband knows me. So he, she could not come to uh, an S12 event. And I said, go to, go to this, you know? So she came down from Minnesota and she knew nothing. And it was like, that's perfect. Like I'd send my daughter and her 22 year old girlfriends, go drive out there and just spend the whole weekend. Don't even come talk to your dad unless it's meal times, and just go bounce around to all these people that we trust. Like that's, I think a perfect, you know, reason for going. Well, you, uh, that's a, quite the compliment. I appreciate that. Cause I think, the most difficult thing about putting on the Guardian Conference is sourcing the talent, hmm. right? Is setting a, a high bar for who's going to teach there 
and then going and sourcing those people. Um, that That's the big challenge of the Guardian Conference. Uh, but it's also the most important thing. It's the deal breaker of the event from our perspective. It's like there's no point in doing this if we don't bring in A-level talent, the mm-hmm. people who we feel uh, are among the best at what they do. Um, this is why I don't teach there, right? I don't. Uh, I don't have enough ego to care. You should teach a sales and marketing event <laughs> for all of the uh, guys that are in business. That That's not a bad thought. That maybe maybe a different conference for that one. But but we we really. Um, that that's the most important thing to us, and and the second thing for the Guardian Conference for us is that we want we want someone to be able to come who says, "Hey, I'm comfortable loading the gun, putting some holes in the paper at my local gun range, unloading it, and taking it home." But I've never taken a class before. Like, great, we got we have a a, a curriculum for you. Like, mm-hmm. we have a, a track for you, right? We're going to recommend you start here, and then you do this with this guy, and then this with her, and whatever. Uh, but but also being able to accommodate the person's like, I'm a training junkie. You know, I, I I get 80 hours a year of class of whatever, and I'm a class blah blah ipsic shooter. And uh, as far as I'm, this is what I want to do every weekend. And I, you know, last weekend I was doing the same thing. Yeah. And we're uh, great. Like then here's here's a track for you that you'll you'll be satisfied with. You know, taking this class, then this class, you're, it's going to open your eyes. So that's the that's the second key for us at the Guardian Conference. The first is bring in the best talent. Uh, and, and that's for a lot of reasons, you know, safety and liability is one of them is I don't ever have to worry that the, the caliber of instructors that we bring in are not people that I got to worry about. Like I know they can manage a range. I know that they're going to be able to raise their hand if they have a problem or say, hey, I, this this student's going to need some one-on-one work. We had that happen at the Guardian Conference. Uh, but, but, you know, d- putting all that aside, it's really about having enough options that we can bring in any attendee, any student and say, hey, wherever you're at, we can like there's something here for you you're mm-hmm. gonna you're gonna learn you're gonna grow uh we just have to know who's who, who we're dealing with so we can help them choose their classes so that they have a, a proper experience um, and that's that's the most important thing in the way we craft the event i like uh, that yeah yeah that's what we're that's what we're going for all right we're coming up toward the end of the time uh mickey carrytrainer.com uh, you got a great YouTube channel lots of information there uh, people you're, you're traveling around any classes uh, specifically coming up that that uh, still have some openings we are in Phoenix coming up next we've got a class in, a couple on the east coast through Ohio Pennsylvania region we've got some stuff going on in Michigan we've got some stuff in southern Illinois northern Illinois we've got some stuff in uh, where else are we at Canaan Oh, Washington State. Yeah, Washington State. So you're going to put some miles on this year again? probably do 55,000, I bet. (laughs) Well. Oil companies love me. I once accused Mickey, for those who are listening, I I once accused him of loving being on the road, and he said, well, I I love paying my bills. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, as of yet, nobody's just sending me money to watch TV. (laughs) So far. I've applied for that job. Yeah, that's a tough one. So check it out, carrytrainer.com. You can see Mickey's full schedule, all of his upcoming classes. You can sign up for S12, uh, and I would encourage you to, to check it out. Um, it, it might at first seem expensive, but if you take a hard look and you consider how many days of training and the meals are included, the lodging is included, um, I think you'll find that it's actually a, a, a pretty good bargain. That's how I look at it, Mickey. Yeah, if you were going to go out and take – courses for the length of training for each of the specific uh, four um, disciplines that we're learning there, you'd spend way more than that. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, and I mean, just thinking about lodging and, and, and meals. And it, yeah. yeah. It, anyway, check it out. Uh, S12 at carrytrainer.com. And if you haven't already, check out the Guardian Conference, guardianconference.com. We just about have finalized uh, the instructors who are teaching there this year in 2023. Uh, events in, in mid to late September in Oklahoma City. So, man, it's a bargain. Go check it out. The sooner you sign up, the less you pay. I've it already is, got my house rented out there. Ooh. Yeah. You're on it. Mm-hmm. Anything else we should have talked about or should have said, Mickey? Are we feeling good? There's a lot of good things we can talk about. Be nice to people. Be nice. Care. It's important to be nice more so than it is nice to be important. So with that, guys, train often, train hard, train safe so you can fight hard, fight fast, and fight true. Take care, everyone. Mm-hmm.